Senators Ted Cruz and Marco Rubio are nestled in one another's arms, sweat glistening on their muscled chests. <laughs> they kiss softly and tenderly. Yo. It's the middle of the night in a hotel somewhere on the campaign trail, and they are in love. So, so, if you were an animal, which would you be? asks Ted. Let me think, says Marco. A manatee. Welcome, friends, to the glorious world of congressional fanfiction. This episode has been in the making for quite some time now, and it might be a bit of a stretch to say in the making because it sounds like I've been hard at work. <laughs> but what I mean is that the idea was there, sort of lodged in my brain in a larval state, even before the pandemic. Now, what idea could be so good that you postpone it for more than two years, you might ask? <laughs> or what idea might be so bad that you postpone it for two years? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, well, it remains to be seen, I guess. Uh, so I have summoned you here today because on a slow Friday afternoon in about September-ish uh, 2019, I read an article by one Samuel Ashworth titled McDreamy, McSteamy and McConnell. Oh, no! <laughs> no! And this was... I refuse yes, yes. this image! Yes, yes. And this was my first introduction to the concept of fan fiction starring politicians. Uh, and not, you know, your usual historical figures. Although, to be honest, picturing some sort of torrid affair between Napoleon and someone else is also quite disturbing. But uh, this is actually, this genre is supposed to be, you know, about the Boris Johnsons and Trumps and Macrons and other tormented uh, figures of our I, present. I mean, the only way I can understand the existence of this, if it's deliberate bad fic or if it's like crack. Like, that's the only way I can, <laughs> like, add, if, if it's not one of these, then it's just people who actually should be on medication. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, as the saying goes, por que no los dos? <laughs> uh, because as the article informs us, um, there's uh, quite a mixed bunch of people writing these. And uh, since you are the resident mistress of all things fandom and Tumblr derivative, uh, you have been selected to be disgusted, repulsed and outright traumatized alongside me. So you're welcome. Uh, now, before we begin, on a scale from meh to whatever weird shit you're reading, uh, how crazy do you expect this genre to be? Uh, considering that fanfic uh, authors and their readers already inhabit a pretty weird corner of the internet. I, first of all, I need to understand what weird is to somebody. I mean, weird as in they are extraterrestrial beings having sex in outer space, or weird as in... Why would anybody want to picture these people naked? I mean, very <laughs> different kind of weird, you know? Be, be, because I can come up with extremely weird scenarios, but I can understand why somebody might want to imagine those. Whereas, I'm sorry, but this kind of weird is... I'm totally kink-shaming here, just so it's clear. Of course. <laughs> <But> this, <laughs> full disclosure. Full disclosure, yeah. No, if, if, <laughs> if, if you are fapping, thinking about Mitch McConnell, like, you have issues. Uh, oh. <laughs> I don't even want to touch that. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, this is weird in itself. Like, 
you don't even need a scenario for this to be weird. So uh, the article I've mentioned uh, dives in by giving the readers a taste <laughs> rather than a definition of what political fanfics are. So brace yourself. Okay. <clears throat> Senators Ted Cruz and Marco Rubio are nestled in one another's arms, sweat glistening on their muscled chests. <laughs> they kiss softly and tenderly. Yo. It's the middle of the night in a hotel somewhere on the campaign trail and they are in love. You. So, so, if you were an animal, which would you be? asks Ted. Let me think, says Marco. A manatee. Welcome, friends, to the glorious world of congressional fan fiction. <laughs> That's quite a start. Yeah, no, no, this is like, no, I, I, just, I just cannot. It's like somebody took my favorite cake and, you know, just put whatever, I don't know, soup in it. <laughs> I know, or something equally disgusting. <laughs> Like, no. So, uh, fan fiction is the sort of thing you still might have to explain to a lot of people, even though there are millions around the world uh, reading or writing it. And I know you've talked uh, a bit about it in our first two episodes, you know, the ones provocatively titled From Fan Fiction to uh, Fascism. But can you provide uh, a brief explanation of it for our listeners again? And maybe, uh, I don't know, any updates from the world of fan fiction or any noticeable trends that you've... Uh, observed. I mean, I think fan fiction would be like the easiest way to describe it is uh, um, any sort of derivative story from an already existing work of some kind, right? That would be an... It's the sort of exercise you did when you were a child reflexively, like, okay, now the story is done, whether it's a movie, whether it's a story you've been read, whatever, and, but like, what if? Yeah, exactly. That's, uh, that's, that's how I feel. I, I mean, ev- everything can be fan fiction, as, as we have already discussed. A lot of what uh, reading muggles m- <laughs> might consider uh, a lot of like serious work or serious literature uh, could very well be in the category of fan fiction in the sense that it was based on already existing stories at the time, starting with mm-hmm. the extremely well-known and beloved Shakespeare. Grim Tales. Uh, yeah. Brother Grimm. Yeah, I mean... Uh, I think uh, Shakespeare is the the one that everybody somehow talk, just gives an, as an example because it's not like he said otherwise. <laughs> <You know>? yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um, some somehow for, for for people who are not in fandoms, I am not sure what they what what they think fan fiction is, but they generally just think it's a less something silly. Something silly, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> by God, sometimes it is like. Yes, but I think what makes fan fiction different from any other kind of writing um, is that it, it deliberately tries to cater to its audience. Mm-hmm. And um, like I, I've seen two ways of referring to this on Tumblr, and uh, I like both of them. One, uh, it was called "I would like more cake," or "Is there more cake?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, like you, 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 you read something, you see something, anyway, you like it, and you would like basically more of the same. <laughs> mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that would be "Is there more cake?" And another one uh, that I've I, I've seen as a description was "I would like the same thing, but slightly to the left." Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, when um, you you love something enough that you would like to see endless variation on a theme. Yeah. Uh, now on the topic of political fanfics, more specifically, <laughs> our article, okay. lest we forget, there was this disturbing article, continues. 
Most political fanfic features world leaders. Archive of our own features dozens of erotic romances between Emmanuel Macron and Justin Trudeau or David Cameron and our rotating harem of male British MPs. While the past two years have seen a proliferation of meme-ready Trump Shrek slash fic. Sample line. (laughs) (laughs) Donald Trump was building a wall. No not to keep out the Mexicans. He built it around his heart to keep anyone from getting there and breaking it, like Shrek did. Yuck. No. <laughs> Why? It's, uh, it's not uh, racism, it's just heartbreak, honey. <laughs> <laughs> now I'd like your comment on the following statement. What makes this strange is that at its core, fan fiction is about genuinely liking a person, says Dr. Uh, Amber Davison, co-author of Politics for the Love of fan, Fandom, Fan-Based Citizenship in a Digital World. And historically, well, not many people like Congress. So do you agree with this take? <laughs> yes, yes, I do. So it's, uh, it, 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 it matches the I want some more cake, uh, please, uh, description you, yeah, yeah. you gave. Yeah, sure. This is, mm-hmm. this is, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that by the end of this episode, I might understand uh, human nature more because so far... <laughs> I cannot fathom any sort of reason for the existence of this thing. <laughs> but uh, uh, have you not read any sort of spite fix, so to speak? I'm I'm not sure uh, what you mean by spite fan fiction that for I don't know uh, maybe has a villain of a story arc as its main character, but not from a sympathetic perspective. Oh, of, of course, but so as in trying to punish them more than they feel that they were punished for their deeds in of... the series, for instance. Of course, but I'm even even if let's say I'm reading something with a desire to see revenge on a character, or you know, or spite fic in the sense of as a collective we have watched or read something and we have just been like this author is dumb, we can do better. Look here, honey, this is how you do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you know, but I would never start to read something about. Because when it comes to political fiction, as you say it, the, there is no, um, no story to begin with. It's not the movie, it's not the book. Um, it's just the personality of those people. And if I'm not interested, like, why? <laughs> I, 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 I already, I am disturbed about the fact that they are alive. You know, like, no, I wouldn't take uh, part in spending my time to read even horrible things happening to them. I would read horrible things happening to them if it were for real. (laughs) If if it were the news. If it were the news, exactly. (laughs) Like, would you like a live stream from the chamber where, I don't know, we are torturing Mitch McConnell? Sure, pass it on. (laughs) (laughs) I need something, you know, fun to do while I'm eating my lunch. (laughs) Okay, so uh, the article goes on to give a few more examples of fix and what made their authors write them. So now, as you said, we learn more about human nature, I guess. Okay. Amanda Savitt, an Affordable Care Act supporter, said writing fan fiction made me feel like I had a little bit of control. In her story, Steve Rogers is divorced from his role as Captain America's alter ego and is now a young, diabetic art student. Afraid the Republican Party will kill the ACA and take away his access to healthcare, Steve and his best friend Bucky Barnes decide to marry so Stephen can secure health insurance. Eventually, Steve and Bucky attend a town hall led by a Paul Ryan-esque figure. Steve delivers a scorching tirade against the repeal of the ACA. 
In the climax of her story, Steve triumphantly punches the Paul Ryan-esque figure in the face. I mean, this one I understand. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. And uh, then it goes on with an important highlight and uh, the jumping off point for our reading today. Mm-hmm. While William would... Okay, so while William something, because I cannot read his name, sorry, we tried. I'm not going to do another take. uh, Delivered poetry as, uh, defined poetry as the spontaneous overflow of emotion recollected in tranquility. Fan fiction omits the tranquility part, which may explain the sheer ferocity of a lot of the eroticism. So let's have a bit of that ferocious eroticism, shall we? Oh, oh yeah. (laughs) I picked up a wonderfully irreverent oeuvre of fiction uh, titled... Dribble Down Economics. Oh, God. Props to the writer, who is a British gay man, who admits to having made a happy mistake by putting pen to paper and joining in love and lust. Mm. Uh, Two giants of neoliberalism, Thatcher and Reagan. Oh, God. So the whole piece starts off from Maggie's point of view, as she reminisces about her first time in America, her negative impression of most of its men, except for Ronnie, of course, uh, with whom she's connected through what she feels is the greatest greatest transatlantic partnership. Okay. The inciting incident is a letter of Reagan's, described by uh, Thatcher as a man with stark blue eyes that shone like the headlights of a privatized railway train. Oh, and uh, in this letter, uh, Reagan basically sims for Thatcher politically and the implication is thrown in there in more carnal ways as well, perhaps. And uh, Maggie's quite taken with the letter as she thinks how she wished she could kiss Reagan as much as she had that beautiful letter. It is rather hard to French kiss a piece of paper without suffering some nasty cuts. <laughs> <laughs> I gather most of your reaction will be just <laughs> suppressing uh Yeah, yeah no, no, I will, like, after this episode, I will just have to, like, go and bathe myself into, like, <laughs> actually fan fiction that has, you know, uh, redeeming the redeeming quality of making me feel good. Okay, so here's also a bit about the context of their meeting, because... We need to know just where on the imaginary timeline these two are going to frolic. Both of their terms were in full swing, having received a heartfelt and reassuring re-election, which had lit up Margaret's heart as few things did these days, save the suffering of minors' children. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Walking through the military base, her heart swelled with confidence and pride, knowing that she would be able to provide the best of news to Reagan. Her recent meeting with charming and sexy Soviet leader Mikhail Gorbachev had gone according to plan. Whilst he was sometimes disarming, wink wink, uh, she had been able to force further agreements and she felt deep within her body that the end of communism was all but a matter of time. Her black girl boss heels clicked commandingly on the concrete as she walked towards the meeting room, flanked on either side by security guards and followed close behind by her personal secretary. Now, we get to the room Ronnie's in and both get immediately pretty hot and bothered upon meeting. Uh, So Maggie tells her staff, For reasons of confidentiality, she said, looking at each of them in turn. Mr. Reagan and I would greatly appreciate if you were to sit outside for this meeting. Everything from here onwards was like an unregulated free market. Terrifying, but wonderful at the same time. It would arguably be significantly better than if she had scripted it or planned it. (laughs) It's uh, Ronnie's turn to make a move, and unfortunately I cannot do a Reagan impression. Not that my Thatcher impression is any good, but okay. So, you're a strong woman. You've always impressed me. 
From the moment I met you, I knew that we were politically kindred spirits. And whilst you are very effective in crushing the unions, I feel like the opposite is happening to my heart. Maggie goes into some uh, equally torrid confessions. The way you've artfully managed to shift your country's politics so far to the right, your federal judges perfectly aligned with your politics, and all of the help you've provided to help overthrow those dirty communist governments in the Middle East and Central America. Mr. Reagan, I am not only proud of your strong and admirable action, but proud to know you. We are happy for her. Two souls connecting. It's a joy to see. <laughs> Compelled by some ungodly, although deeply traditional and Christian force, or perhaps the invisible hand of the free market, both Reagan and Thatcher stood up from the meeting table, making their way towards each other on the side furthest from the door. Like the good conservative Christians that they were, the two of them prayed silently, almost in tandem, for the forgiveness of God for what they were about to do. Oh God. <laughs> okay, so now things get steamier. Reagan inhaled sharply, and she faltered for a second, worrying about the existence of a grave mistake. But his eyes and his demeanor were inviting and as unregulated as their economic ideology. She drew back from their tender kiss, would you like to deregulate some industries with me? Or would he ever? <laughs> uh, <laughs> they had been possessed with an animalistic vigor, not dissimilar to the Hobbesian conception of human nature from which their shared ideology was predicated upon. Uh, now they launch into some uh, domination uh, peppered with choking action. And then, just as she was about to lean in once again for another girl boss Thatcherite kiss, Reagan stopped. He seemed to suck in a pained breath, as if he was about to admit something horrific, or actually repent for a war crime. <gasps> Thatcher, please, beg me! <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, <laughs> following a brief moment of surprise, Maggie's very rational about this. If Reagan wanted to take it in the ass, that was fine. It wasn't like he was promoting the gay lifestyle in schools, after all. There is a line. There is a line to everything. Of course. Uh, she pulled him into a quick and harsh kiss, leaving him winded and his lips desperate for her touch again. Lying back on the table, papers pushed aside to make room for him and Operation Cyclone Files fluttered to the floor. You dirty, dirty criminal, Mr. Reagan. What were you thinking invading Granada like that? Hmm? And what about the government that... Hmm? <clears throat> you know, I'll, uh, I'll spare more details because this just gets uh, grosser and grosser. Uh, and it ends in an appropriately conservative fashion with the woman not coming. Uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. and uh, I, you know, uh, uh, I wanted to sort of veer the conversation into why, you know, like you asked, why would people write about mm -hmm. this and how much... Because, uh, you know, how much of it is in earnest, how much of it is sort of like revenge on people who mm -hmm. obviously have more control over each of our lives than we like to. And I think, I mean, I'm not a, by any means an expert on this, but I was, uh, as I was like perusing uh, archive of our own, it seems like there are some people who aren't using it as, you know, the original article also stated just for sort of revenge or getting back to uh, or poking fun of important public figures. But there's, especially with regards to Thatcher, there's a weird corner of the internet where she is part of the Harry Potter universe. <laughs> yeah, and she ha has like a talks with the Ministry of Magic. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I got nothing now. 
<laughs> I, I was sort of yeah. I was sort of prepared when you started talking and you said that in regards to Thatcher there is actually and I I, I sort of uh, imagine that you would say that there are people who like are genuine genuinely get a hard on thinking about her uh, <laughs> yeah no I mean I can I can imagine not necessarily um, young people today but uh, back in the day I think she might have gotten some some conservative genuinely you know hard the same way what's her name the uh, proposed vice president from back in oh Sarah Palin yeah Sarah Palin definitely was mm-hmm. was was getting some people stiff in the audience <laughs> She she was uh, they were targeting the 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 sort of uh, wood uh, part of the electorate, <laughs> the woody part of the electorate. De- definitely, definitely. So I could I could see some people you know doing this for real. Only I don't know that those people would write fun fiction. <laughs> I think there's also this weird thing uh, that, you know how uh, there are, and this is not a very rare kink. Um, Many people have kinks uh, for different uniforms, whether it's police uniforms or army related or things like that. So I I think, uh, and and, uh, I'm guessing there's this sort of uh, attraction to uh, power and authority, and maybe that's sort of linked with writing political fan fiction as well, Mm -hmm. because after all, you're writing about people who either are in power or were in power. And probably decided decided the fate of many many others. So I don't know. It might be that as well. Could be. Could be. We're just king shaming here, like the king shamers <laughs> that we are. But yeah, no, I was I, I I was trying to to think if there is any sort of political figure that I know that I would be that, that in any way uh, aroused more than my interest. And no, nothing comes to mind. Like no. I think the article mentioned uh, as well the whole uh, stuff about uh, Macron and Trudeau when <clears throat> they had a, a sort of photo up at some point a few years ago as they were, I don't know, walking and talking and people were making a big fuss about, oh, this is a bromance, this is whatever. Because yeah. uh, I think people also like to project uh, onto what is the very murky and sort of, yeah, let's be honest, disgusting world of politics yeah. many a times. Yeah. They maybe like to project something that is more noble. <laughs> I guess it, it came to my mind. Like there is one political figure I wouldn't read. I wouldn't read fan fiction because <laughs> I honestly, yeah, no. But you know, there is one political figure that at some at, at a certain point in my in my life I would have been like, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can, I can, I can get down with this. And I think you know who I'm thinking of. Do you want to disclose it? <laughs> you don't know who I'm thinking about. I I, I think I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> he, he doesn't look like you know my type, but at, at that po- yeah. at that particular moment in time and politics, yeah, I would have understood. <laughs> yeah, and I mean also even if whether or not you either uh, feel like he's your type or you like his politics, uh, he is a charismatic guy, he, he and is. that's enough for many people. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I mean he he is a charismatic guy, but um, what? What I'm saying is that um, somebody like Trudeau looks a lot more like the way I like my man to look. But but for some reason... Trudeau with the beard or without the beard? Like, I'm guessing without the beard. Like Trudeau with, uh, with nothing because for some reason... 
for to do it now. Uh, as in naked? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, um, I I cannot exactly explain why, because he he is definitely a good looking man, and he definitely like um, he has the aesthetics that I generally go for. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know. I something about him always seemed so fake. I don't know. So I guess. Mm-hmm. And Macron, on the other hand, also, I can understand he has... The most French guy in this the world. The most French guy in this world. I mean, yeah, <laughs> he, he, he is also... He has, like, you know, quite symmetrical features, <laughs> let's say. But, uh, okay. but, but again... What about, what about his bone structure? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he has quite an all right bone structure as, uh, oh, as, as, as far as his face goes. Uh, but no, like, no. On the other hand, as I said, Yadis Varoufakis, um, by the time he became, let's say, an international political figure, because I have seen some uh, pictures of him when he was younger and he still had hair and it was like a big no 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 (laughs) (laughs) so definitely getting getting older um, did him a world of good uh, also, I think, uh, you know, on <clears throat> you have the whole uh, charismatic man mm-hmm. politicians, but also there there was a sort of fascination. And I think there still is with uh, with the younger lot, the younger female lot, mm-hmm, so to speak, mm-hmm. like AOC. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, can... I think it's fair to say that. Yeah, you can imagine some fluff pieces uh, being uh, written with her as a would, main character. I, I mean, would, would she be the one you would you that you would pick? If you were to act to, to read something in earnest, uh, probably I would feel like it's more it's going to be more of an okay experience <laughs> than with many other characters. Uh, I can uh, scroll through my memory right now because uh, yeah. Any other any other women? I'm imagining there might be. Hmm, I haven't looked this up actually, but uh, now I'm curious. Uh, I, I think there might be probably uh, some fanfic with uh, Angela Merkel. Oh, oh, oh my God! She's been a player on the political scene for quite a few years up until recently. So, and she had that whole she cultivated that whole image of Muti and yeah, no, I mean and, the, the only way and and and, and Germans yeah. not being weird about sex. I mean the the only way I can that doesn't I happen. can imagine Angela is you know when when <laughs> when I'm procrastinating and not doing whatever I'm supposed to be doing and she would in the corner with a whip being like this is not how you're going to get ahead in life, young woman. <laughs> Okay, so it's uh, Angela Dominatrix. Totally. It's, yeah, no. It's mm-hmm. the only way for me with Angela. But if she is in that role, then what is Ursula going to do? Just have a very weird hair that never moves. Because <laughs> <laughs> you see, I think I think that Ursula, she fits the, the whole stern ice queen uh, look more that you would have for the dominatrix. Sure, but somehow than I, don't, I don't find her all that convincing. Maybe give her a few more years. I don't know. She will age into her role, just like uh, Varoufakis did. Probably, probably. <laughs> but with, uh, with 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 Ursula, I have to I have to say I am uh, um, all the time I am fascinated by her hair's ability to have always the same shape and be completely unmovable. That's a bit like my mom's hair as well. So, but your mom's hair is shorter. 
right? Well, yeah, but it's also stubborn. So <laughs> it doesn't change, the style doesn't change, the color also hardly ever does. And I think it's been the same since the 80s. Yeah, no, no, no. But like, <laughs> unless I am having a really bad memory day, uh, your your mom's hair is shorter. So it's it, it's easier to have, sh- yeah, it is. yeah, to have a shorter hairstyle that doesn't move. <laughs> but, but <laughs> you know uh let's yeah no let's let's leave it like that um so some somehow i imagine ursula and trump buying hairspray from from the same store yes. <laughs> definitely definitely and maybe passing on like uh, hair care um and styling tips. yeah 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 yeah. like how, how how do you manage to like never never have a hair out of place when you know in trump's case his whole hair was out of place but always in the in the <laughs> same out of place way <laughs> i mean it's uh, with trump it was a bit like with boris johnson if you make if you consistently have a bad hair day it, yeah it, then it's your it, style yeah it's like it, sure and well, with with, with with Boris, as we as we know, uh, actually he he cultivates this this image. Like mm-hmm. he he goes for this. He he strives for this. Uh, in Trump's case, it's clear that he has some sort of shame regarding you know his bald patch. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> whereas whereas Boris just thinks that this makes him endearing, and weirdly enough, it worked. I mean, it actually worked for him. This is what the working classes do. <laughs> Yeah, they're just unkempt and uncouth. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. That's how I imagine him. Yeah, yeah. you know uh, who who could who could be in a you know political fan fiction like in in mm. in, in earnest? Uh, Michelle Obama. Okay. Yeah, like I have to I have to say I um, I, I I have this uh, this thing about listening to her speeches. Mm-hmm. She she's just that good, uh, just telling you stuff. <laughs> so I could. <laughs> I, 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 imagine that <laughs> just have her speak at you have her speak at me yeah like i mean um barack was obviously a good speaker but somehow i something about him ne- i i never found him appealing but michelle mm-hmm. on the other hand yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah pity having a great rhetoric does not equate you know uh, being effective yeah no doesn't uh, equate with anything other yeah. than having a great uh, yeah you know? <laughs> it is what it is it, it is what it is yeah but uh, just yeah. just to make this more awkward i was thinking of our own political scene with the romanian politicians men, men okay. and women and <laughs> <laughs> it giggles all the way yeah it giggles all the way down and like it just i could have nightmares for a month just going like Iliescu fan fiction. Then Chila with Dragnea. Ooh. Steamy. <laughs> steamy. Steamy stuff. Steamy stuff, right? Steamy. Or like... Yeah, or, and, or, and, and also it could be a fan fiction about a long distance relationship once he got into jail. Yeah, so yeah. The longing, the sorrow, the I'll be there for you, baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. I will, I will, I will keep your bank account uh, warm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> also, I could imagine Gabriela Fira with basically the whole of the PSD, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Pandele disapproves. Pandele disapproves. <laughs> yeah, and like mm. so what were we even like what what were we going for with this episode? I don't know. We just went places, it's fine. <laughs> 
we need we need some therapy and this is like a therapeutic session of just yeah like like you know. the the world is going to shed <laughs> and here we are just messing around yeah so i think did you look up on um, archive of our own like how much uh, how much work <laughs> is in this uh, sphere are there are there like a couple of hundreds are there thousands of political fan fictions well, not all, not not all of them have the political tag mm. or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and I mean, also, I guess at one point you have to decide what's going to be uh, labeled as historical mm-hmm. uh, and what's current because it might have been current mm-hmm. at the time of their writing. And also, are we considering? For instance, I don't know, Churchill. Are we considered, uh, considering him historical or still political fan fiction? You know, so I, I, and, and like I said, uh, there are instances where I'm there sorry. are characters. Is, in... there, is there a fan fiction with sex involving Churchill? This thing exists. I am sure that you can find. I mean, something. I know, I know what the you know universal law of the internet says that if you can think it, <laughs> then there is porn about it. <laughs> but like, really? <laughs> I mean, I just read your excerpts from basically porn with Thatcher and Reagan. So I mean, Reagan was an actor, and 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 as I said, I'm sure Thatcher just was like that kind of woman in her day, but. Churchill is just like a blob walking. I mean, to answer some of your, uh, or or to give you more of a more details about the scope of uh, this uh, genre, I don't, I, I'm not sure about the numbers as I said, but archive of our own, you can look for political fan fiction for Russian 21st century, France 21st century, US 20 and 21st century, Spain 21st century, Netherlands 21st century. Uh, U.S. 19th century, okay. Australian, <laughs> okay. 20 and 21st century. So, you know, there's quite a variety. I don't see anything about Romania yet, but never too late <laughs> to add to that. Yeah, no, no, like uh, the Romanian political scene can just be like, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I can I can somehow imagine how the, the political um, fan fiction from older days in, uh, in U.S. might have, you know, come up after the big hit that was Hamilton. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe people imagining the politicians with the faces of the actors and, you know, performance from the from the musical that would make actually more sense since a lot of them were actually good looking mm-hmm. <laughs> you know but like come on ted cruz like ah no i can't yeah. i can't even do it to to mock him because that would just <laughs> no because my my brain needs to, to like also you know take that image in and it's like i would a, a lot more be into like very short fix where they just die they just die in <laughs> in many many and horrible ways yeah i i think i like the happy tree friends or ha- something ha- like that. yes happy tree friends but with, <laughs> make it happen. make it happen yes this this totally totally happy tree friends but with politicians i think that is like the the best thing i've heard <laughs> <laughs> so we didn't waste an hour we on didn't we, I'm, I'm glad something came yes, out of it yes 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 like i realized that you know to each his own but 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 for me <laughs> <laughs> and 
this is what works yes, for yes, you. Yes, this is what works for me. Yes. Yeah. How about you? You're not all that into oh, like gore God. and because what uh, obviously people who are not my friends <laughs> do not know is that I genuinely enjoy watching horror movies and reading horror books. So yeah, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like, and I I have this um, I, I I find great joy when uh, when I when I watch uh, a horror movie to see that the horror you know the 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 body horror type of things, if, if, if it happens, it's uh, genuinely uh, true to life. Because since since I'm a doctor, I'm very into like, yeah, this really looked like how it would genuinely look if you chop up a person. Awesome! Oh my God, you're a nerd about corpses and... Oh. <sighs> Sometimes I really wonder. How, how it happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah how, how, how come we became friends? Yeah, but I guess it also helps that, you know, you said you are grossed out by some of the, these things because you tend to immediately visualize yes. it. Whereas I think I'm friends with both you and some of our other friends because I don't immediately visualize things. <laughs> like I'm, I can just, you know, turn the visualizing thing on and off. And <laughs> you, I don't apply it when I'm not safe near, <laughs> you know, near people who, who don't abuse the whole uh, making you visualize gross things. You, you, you have a visualizing dimmer. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> just going a little bit up or a little bit down depending on the yeah, occasion yeah. yeah okay so um for all the fanfic writers out there as we all know even the people who don't know much about fan fiction they know that it's generally porn which is you know sometimes true and sometimes not true uh, but since uh, actually fan fiction can be a lot of things, I do not see why not happy three friends with politicians. Yeah. Well, seeing as to how there is no good way to end this. <laughs> <laughs> of course, the, we'll just... the, there is an obvious good uh, way to end this, you know, like any good horror movie, we just chop them up one at a time and, you know, and, and, and we go, you know, for having a final girl. I mean, we can have AOC as our final girl. <laughs> Oh. We just we just chop all of the other ones up, and we are left with her being all traumatized by you know everything that fucking happened, which is basically real life. So for anyone still listening, <laughs> which is nobody, <laughs> which is nobody probably at this point, since it's nobody, there's no point in me telling you to do the usual thing. So bye. <laughs> <laughs> well, what can I say? Goodbye to everybody, and just make um, slasher political fanfic happen. Yeah, that's that's my take from yeah. this episode. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> okay. Bye.